It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, welcome in. It's another edition of your Morning After podcast. It is the first day of December. The regular season is over. <laughs> we got a lot to break down. Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard, Lloyd Cole. Hans, how you doing, buddy? You okay? I'm doing good, man. You know, you, <laughs> you get a quick couple of hours and then we're up and rolling for the Morning After podcast. This is the best idea that you ever came up with. I know. I know. <laughs> In fact, I hate you for coming up with it because I'm tired. I, I wish I was still sleeping right hey, now. Hey, we have, we have 25 people that want to listen to this podcast. And we're going to take care of them. Darn right. <laughs> All right. By the way, can, can, I, can I start out real quick by, by on, just on this podcast wishing my, my son Xavier a uh, happy fifth birthday. Today's his birthday. Oh, birthday. number five That's today. My boy. Yeah. Nice. Geez, my boy turned five today. He's all all grown up. It was awesome, Scotty. Yesterday, Lloyd came down to the studio with Xavier, and Lloyd and Xavier hung out with uh, me and and Kyle and Brian. And so it was fun, man. It was a fun night. Got some pizzas, some wings, hung out, watched some good football, and then did a lot of breakdown, of course, a lot of radio. But it was fun to have Xavier there, dude. Well, with yeah. that crew, well, I don't know. I'd say Xavier had learned some new words, but I think Lloyd's taught him enough words already that he's probably pretty. Oh, no, no. Xavier's ready. To, he's ready to enroll in the Air Force right now. Yeah. Like, he, he could go into the Navy yeah. and just be like, boy, this is, this is calm. I, I anticipated that the words I would made, be a little bit more I severe I made one here. mistake. I made one mistake. One one mistake, and you guys are never going to let me look at that. It was a big one, one, Lloyd. Mistake. It was the granddaddy it, of I mean, them all. It was. It was a big one. And I, 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 I was terrified right when I did it, and he repeated it. And I was like, oh. So. <laughs> never, never good. Typically, a first word might be truck or duck <laughs> or, or luck. But it's sad when the first word is, is a variation of that. But. Yes. Yeah. Rhymes with all of those. <laughs> All right, let's carry on. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, uh, we got to start with the uh, the game of the night. Utah gets off to a slow start, I will freely admit, and uh, I don't know if we'll have time to share this story today, but I'll share it either in the podcast or tomorrow. I had the travel day from uh, you-know-where, so I will freely admit I have not had a chance to watch the Utah game as we record this this morning. I will get to that later today and so I can talk about it tomorrow with you guys, but... Uh, I do know that uh, Colorado jumped out to the early 7 nothing lead, and there's some people I know on Twitter starting to get a little nervous. And then the next thing I know, it's uh, it's a blowout, and Utah ends up winning the game going away. But talk us through that game, Hands, what you saw, and uh, how impressed you were with Utah's performance. 
yeah, crazy, stupid mistakes at the beginning of this game. Demari Simpkins, two special teams mistakes, Scotty. So a really beautiful punt by Utah. And Demari Simpkins gets himself all the way back to the one-yard line to, 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 to uh, not to field it, but to, you know, to down it. Yeah. And he steps back into the end zone. And it was weird because it was slow motion. The ball was coming slow motion. He had plenty of time. And he takes a step back into the end zone and fields it in the end zone. And it was really strange. And then the following punt, Colorado punts to Utah. And Damari, he fields it, doesn't fair catch it, takes a helmet right in the chest and fumbles it. Now, Utah got back, but it was a couple of really bad mistakes. Colorado came out. They dropped well. Um, they were clogging routes. They were forcing Huntley to drop his head and try to rush. And so Huntley had 10 carries where, you know, we've seen four, four, three, and like seven. He had 10, and he was trying to escape pockets. He wasn't looking downfield. Uh, I know Lloyd, in, in one play, Lloyd was talking about seeing the route that opened, and it was wide open. But it was weird, Scotty. They took him off his game. They, they made some bad mistakes. And then Andy Ludwig, Stuck with the run. Moss started the spring. They worked Brent Keithy off of Moss' success. Uh, they found a couple of outside routes, quick slants, and then they got rolling. And that was all she wrote. Then Damari Simpkins, he redeems himself by returning a punt for a touchdown. Julian Blackman returned a punt for like 40-some-odd yards, got him in great field position. And defense... The defense does what the defense has always done. They just make everything difficult. And then Utah got rolling and I think got the style points they needed. 17 points in the second, 14 in the third, and 14 in the fourth. But a big old goose egg in the first. Yeah, it was it was weird seeing uh it was weird seeing uh Huntley kind of it kind of in that maybe that first half revert to the old Tyler Huntley where he just wasn't like he wasn't comfortable. He didn't look comfortable at all. Uh, he was, you know, he was, he kind of had those, those happy feet where, where right away, I mean, like you talked about that, 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 uh, that pattern that was going across and then you see it flash right in front of you. And, and in, in games past, the, he, he would, even if he started running forward a little bit, he was still always looking forward, uh, or looking up and he would see that guy and, and he would, and he would hit him. And he was just, I, I'm not, you know what, I'm, I'm willing to class put that as nerves senior day you know you know you have one big you know big game maybe you want to do you want to do more than you really have to on you know on on uh, on your senior day but it was kind of weird seeing that but once Utah's off, off and, and by the way that uh Keithy, Keithy I, I think you're going to enjoy that guy for one more year and that guy's going to the NFL after the after next year probably after his junior year because he that guy is is good Legit. I mean, he had how many touchdowns did he have? Three, three yeah, touchdowns. Three I think touchdowns, is what he yeah, had. Yeah. He is unbelievable, and that is a weapon that that uh, Andy Ludwig I think really enjoys having. That's, Two receiving touchdowns and a rushing touchdown for Keith yesterday. Weird thing, Zach Moss struggled. By the way, um, it took him. I mean, he didn't get to the get to the hundred. He finally started getting some bigger chunk yards in the uh, in the second half, but that first half. That line did a did a heck of a job of really bottling him up. 
Well, Scotty, they came out and they did put eight in the box and, and seven rotated seven and eight in the box. And they basically, Mel Tucker, Colorado head coach, said, we're just not going to do this. Like, yeah. okay, fine, we'll let, every, we'll let things leak, but let's get run, stop blitz, let's pack the box, let's force all run downs, let's force, uh, let's force them out of the run. And they dedicated to it defensively and did a decent job. But then Ludwig was like, oh, this is what you want to do, huh? So you start using Keithy on fly sweeps to get him outside of the box. And then you start using Keithy on quick drops. And that that forced them to go man on Keithy bracket over top. So basically you're taking now a safety or nickel, and then you're taking an outside linebacker and you're diverting their attention, and then Moss just started rolling in the middle of the second and then really rolling through the fourth. He ended up, I think it was 20 carries for 88 yards, 4.4 yards yeah. per carry, some, something along those lines. So it, it ended up good, but they, Colorado dedicated themselves defensively to trying to stop it. And that just shows you how good it is and, and how good Andy Ludwig is at recognizing and reacting off of it. Well, I think it's interesting because, frankly, if I was trying to defend against the Utes, that might be where I'd start is saying, okay, I'm going to take Zach Moss out of the game, but Tyler Huntley's shown the ability to be able to take over a game. Like, okay, you know what? You want to take out our, take out our best weapon? Guess what? I can. I still got weapons. I can still go different. I got I got different areas I can go. I got different receivers I can I can go to, and that's to me that's been the greatness of Tyler Huntley this year. When people are keying on Moss and they're stopping the run, he's delivering. I mean, he's still fourteen of seventeen. His completion percentage has just been ridiculous this year. Two touchdowns doesn't throw another doesn't throw another game where he doesn't throw an interception. I mean, this kid is just having a ridiculously special season. He is right. He was fourteen of seventeen, Ant. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, but I'll, I'll I heard that. So, like, gosh, it felt like he was fourteen of 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 twenty three or twenty four or something like that. It, it, it felt like he was definitely less accurate. Well, I, let me help you understand kind of what I think. What Utah fans are probably feeling the same way, and when they looked that up, and they're like, "Wait, three incompletions? How is this happening?" Well, I would say of the ten rushes you probably had seven pass plays or somewhere in the bouts there, seven pass right. plays that broke down. And instead of him trying to either force something where only the receiver could get it, but it's a low percentage completion or, or running extended the pocket, nothing there, throwing it out of bounds to not take a hit. It's like his incompletions, Lloyd, they came in the form of trying to break the pocket right. and rush and not being willing to throw the incompletion or potentially throw the interception. So that, that's where that completion comes from. Like most quarterbacks look, look, it's not there. Well, I feel like I can force this down low and away from double coverage and it's might ground, but maybe the receiver gets his hands under it. Well, he, he just doesn't do those things. So he was breaking the pocket, which kept his percentage high. And I don't know if he's doing that on purpose to keep his percentage high, but what, what I want him to do is put it where the receiver can only get it or throw it out of bounds and not take the hit. He took some shots yesterday. That he, if he's out for the Oregon game, man, I, I don't think they can beat Oregon with Shelley. And, and I, I know that Shelley showed that he could win last year, but it's a different Oregon team. It's a tough defensive Oregon team. 
And I just I don't want Huntley to do that. I don't want him to take some shots against Oregon and potentially keep him out of wherever Utah might potentially head. Well, speaking of Oregon, it's on to the Pac-12 championship game. This time the Utes are a six-and-a-half-point favorite uh, taking on Oregon, a uh, game coming up uh, later this week. And not only do you need to beat Oregon, I think you need style points against Oregon. And I'm not talking 45 to 10 style points, but I'm thinking, you know what, like, a, you know, 24 to 10, um, you know, 27 to 14. Like, I think it needs to be a double digit, double digit uh, victory for Utah. They certainly need to cover the six and a half because you got a lot of eyes on you right now. And Oklahoma is going to really pat up that resume. Well, where are we at right now, Scotty? Because so Alabama loses to Auburn yep. yesterday. So U- Alabama's USC done. Did exact, USC did exactly what we needed USC to do. Remember, we were talking about it after they lost to Oregon. They had to run the table, and they beat UCLA, and they ran the table. So USC looks like a, they're going to be a top twenty team, maybe finish eighteen, nineteen. Um, which uh, you know you need that loss to USC to look a little bit better than that loss to Kansas State. So I think they they did their part. And Kansas State, by the um, way, is probably going to drop out after a loss. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, Oklahoma, they took care of Oklahoma State. You know, I think that they had kind of a stylish win. They beat a ranked Oklahoma State team, which I think is going to. In, in, in Oklahoma the, State did have a backup QB. I will put that in there, but but yeah, they I did. Feel- they did. But they did. I, I think it still it'll still look good on the resume. Right, so I, th- I think in the selection committee's eyes, they're they're going to look right. at that more favorably. Um, Iowa State, which was a top twenty-five team, I believe they lost yesterday, so that's going to drop them out of the uh, yeah. So they lost. To, oh, they lost to Kansas State. Uh, so Kansas State, uh, you know that that helps a little bit with Kansas State winning, but also hurts with Iowa State losing. So they're going to well look at this. This is this is what worries me too. So we were talking about how important it is to have. Two eleven and one teams in the Pac twelve championship. You've got two eleven and one teams in the Big Twelve yep. championship with Baylor and Oklahoma. So that's going to be a, a, an overall probably higher percentage win. Even though you know or, Oregon's great, and they're still going to be ranked. You're looking at two eleven and one teams, and the, the the winner of that conference. It won't be Baylor. Baylor's strength of no. our conference was horrible and embarrassing, right. and. It's got to be Oklahoma, Baylor. Utah's get in over Baylor. I don't have any fear of that. But nope. I'm, I really worry about Oklahoma, Scotty. As you should. I mean, Oklahoma's going to uh, really pad up that resume. If they beat Baylor, and especially if they beat Baylor handedly, um, that's a win over a top 10 team. And you, and then I think Oklahoma has a really good chance of leapfrogging Utah. That's why I think Utah's got to go out and really put it on Oregon. Yeah, or it looked like a top twenty-five finishes. Yeah, so it'd be it'd, it'd be really impressive. Go ahead, Lloyd. Well, or, Oregon, they they I think it looked pretty obvious that they were they were looking ahead in that in that Oregon. I mean, they they were already preparing for Utah. Um, I mean, they 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 put put up twenty-four, uh, pretty high potent offense. Put up put up twenty-four on on Oregon State. They allowed ten, um, but it, it looked it looked like they were kind of looking already looking ahead to that Pac-12 championship. Yeah. All right, so we will have complete coverage of that game coming up uh, later this week, and uh, cannot get here soon enough. Excited uh, to break that game down all week. Uh, let's shift gears. Um, I, you know, that San Diego State defense is the real deal, 
and they hold BYU just to a field goal. I know there was missed field goals, missed opportunities, but I'm telling you, Hans, in no way, shape, or form did I ever anticipate BYU losing that game. San Diego State with a redshirt freshman quarterback. Their quarterback was out. He comes in, and and that's what just what San Diego State has done all season long. They've won a bunch of games, you know, 16 to 7, 13 to 7, 13 to 3, 14 to 7. I mean, they ugly up a game better than anybody else. And BYU fell into that trap, and BYU ends up with a loss. You know, you were looking at a couple of coverage breakdowns for BYU, and that became the issue. It was like, okay, who's going to break first? And there's been such a mix and match in that BYU defensive backfield. You know, they've tried to have some mainstays, and Dangon Aluku was he was involved in a lot of the run game, and they were asking him to do a lot defensively. But there was a couple of coverage breakdowns. Other than a couple of coverage breakdowns, BYU defense did okay. Yeah, you know, it's not this. It's not like San Diego State got loose with their crazy offense. It it, it just wasn't like that. They did find a couple of looks, and you had a couple of breakdowns. It was BYU's offense that was so disappointing. Hey, Lloyd, tell me if you've ever heard of this in your life. 81 offensive plays and three points. I can't can't think of more offensive plays and less points than I've ever seen in my life. Over 400 yards of total offense, too. Well, it was all on Zach Zach Wilson. I mean, it's they didn't have – I mean, he's the one that did all the damage. He, he had eight carries for 29 yards, 31 of 53, 53 attempts uh, for th- uh, 316 yards, two interceptions. Uh, I mean, they just didn't have a running game. He, he was their running game. I mean, he was their leader uh, with, with eight carries, 29 yards. Next was uh, Lapini Katoa with 10, 10 carries for 22 yards. It was it like not having a running game was hard. It, it kills you to have all those injuries. Like right. it just Sione Finau going down, and I don't know what happened with McChesney. I don't know why he wasn't maximized yesterday, why he wasn't being used. It's weird to me because I thought he'd be the key option for San Diego State, but no no run game, and then you decide to lose the turnover battle. I think it was 3 nothing. Was the turnover yeah. battle 3 yeah. nothing or 3 1? By the way, I'm looking at a. Uh... A tweet from Jake Edmonds from uh, he works over at KU TV in their sports department, and he tweeted out since the year two thousand, only four teams has a team recorded more than four hundred yards of total offense and scored three or few por- uh, three or few uh, points. San Jose State did it against Hawaii uh, in fourteen. Kent State did it against Western Michigan in two thousand ten. Funny enough, BYU did it against UNLV in two thousand two. And BYU did it again last night. That's the only the fourth time in the last twenty years that a team has had over four hundred yards of offense and scored three or fewer points. Oh man, that is a bonkers stat, man. And, and I, I'm I'm not going to call them out by name, but I am high level disappointed in two field goal kickers that yeah, yeah. can't get out of their own way. I, Okay, name a, a game that you guys remember seeing two field goals missed under 30 yards. It's Those are chip shots, man. Those are basically extra points, and you miss two of them. And BYU, they're, they're engaging and trying to get back in this game at the very end. 
if they can kick the field goal, they'll get a, an onside opportunity with 20 seconds left. And then maybe you get three shots into the end zone for, you know, a, a, some type of, yeah. uh, some type of big play and, and get yourself in that game or possibly win that game. But instead you get stopped, you go to kick the field goal. I think it's a 24 yarder or 26 and, and you just blow it. It's like, what is wrong with you guys? You have one job. You've got one job. Yeah. Are you not practicing enough? Are you not being put under pressure enough? Are you just that worried or what, what are you doing? You, you, you kick the ball and you're letting down the team. And I, I know the game wasn't won and lost totally there, but you had an opportunity in the kicking game to put six points with two under 30 yard field goals. I'm just, I'm just, you, you, you make those and at least it makes it say nine, 13, nine. And then you yeah. have a little, you have a little bit of belief that you, that you can do something. You, the, the game's not out of reach, but when you have three points through three quarters, um, I think you're thinking, yeah, we have no shot. Yeah. There's no confidence whatsoever. I mean, that, I think that, 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 that's a great point, Hans, is, is how killer those, those field goals were because, you know, instead of going into the fourth corner, maybe only down, you know, you know, six, uh, four, or five points or four points or whatever. Um, you're down, you're down to all that. And it, it looks like it's insurmountable because they, they can't get anything going. And by the way, the BYU red zone offense, they got, it has been bad all year. It hasn't been good at all. And they, they, that's one thing that is one thing they need to figure out because they, 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 they they've struggled with it all season long and they still haven't got an answer to it. And I get it. San Diego state is a good defense, but you got it. Three points with that many yards is, just that's it's unacceptable i did have an opportunity to watch the film some of the film this morning you guys and san diego state's really good defensively oh, <laughs> oh they're 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 incredible defensively <laughs> um, good man and they put in a couple of uh of run blitz packages that were walking up safeties but safeties were walking up late and it's almost like they they had dialed in run plays and they knew when the runs were coming and they were in the lanes, and and then like Lloyd was talking about the red zone defense, how stout they get, how physical that they're they'll get aggressive when when percentages show they need aggression. So I was really impressed with San Diego's defense. Yeah, uh, and then finally to wrap things up, uh, uh, Utah State goes to New Mexico, does exactly what you think they should do. New Mexico is a really really bad team. Um, and they and they've just been decimated with injuries this year. Utah State led thirty-one to six at halftime. Uh, New Mexico scores a couple touchdowns in the in the third quarter. Uh, Utah State pushes it back out. Final score in that one like thirty-eight twenty-five. Utah State kind of let the foot off the gas, let New Mexico get the running game going, uh, and they scored a few scores in the second half. But that game was really never in doubt. And so the Aggies get their seventh win. And uh, now they sit back and wonder where they're going to go bowling. And considering the adversity this team has had this year, kind of the up and down season, uh, they responded well yesterday and ended up getting the W. And so they'll go. Um, I talked to John Hartwell at halftime. He mentioned that the Arizona Bowl is is on the table. I, he does not think right now that they're going to Boise, but certainly anything's on the table right now. So um, it, it 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 ended up being a team that, certainly has some pretty significant deficiencies with the offensive line and 
and the defense and stopping the run. Uh, but they still have a chance for an eight-win season. And um, I think right now Gary Anderson will take that in his first year with all the losses they had, especially on the offensive side. What's your feeling on Jordan Love, Scotty? Um, this is pure, as had, yeah. pure 100% speculation on my part. I would be surprised if he's back next year. I think that – how did he play in this game? Uh, he played all right. He threw one interception, uh, but for the most part, it was incredibly windy. Um, his He was below 50% on completion percentage, but he did throw three touchdowns. Um, and I think that I think that right now, there's. it's just funny how I get a lot of words. I mean, I talk to coaches who talk to scouts, and they're still incredibly high on him, even with the interceptions in the season that – isn't quite what uh, what they thought it would be as far as a production standpoint offensively. And I still think from everything I hear from the coaches that the scouts still believe he's a top three round quarterback. And if he is, then he probably needs to go. And I, I think Jordan Love will probably still declare himself eligible for the NFL draft. That's again, just I've not talked to him specifically about that, um, but I still think that's probably the route he's going to go. Well, if you have talked to him, you can let us know. I mean, let her pack that <laughs> Give him something. Give him, give him a gem. Here, come on. Let him on the inside, Scotty. I got nothing for you, Lloyd. <laughs> Can you send I like, way? Screen, screenshots of text messages or something? <laughs> <laughs> come on, give him the good. By the way, I think you're spot on with uh, with Josh Allen helping his cause because he had a hell of a Thanksgiving day uh, so game in Dallas. And I think he... He is helping Jordan Love's cause. Yeah. I, I think you were spot on with that. So there you go. Um, and, uh, I, and look, I think it's probably good for him, and I think they can move on and make the adjustments that they want to make offensively because that offense is going to look much, much different next year. And I don't know if Jordan well, Love, team, I don't know if Jordan Love this, wants this, to be part of an offensive uh, revamp that they're going to go through. This team looks much, much different from the team that we watched in the first five weeks when Jalen Warren was healthy and David Woodward was healthy and there was confidence and run game and support. And and then I think that that LSU guy, I think Colorado State wore him out. I think LSU flatlined them. I think they were trying to rebuild straight depth and confidence and health back. And and I, I'm pleased with eight wins. I, I if David Woodward and Jalen Warren and Gerald Bright and if everybody was healthy right now and it was like, now well, they, they eked out seven, I'd be like, man, that just feels, but where you lost so much along the way and Jalen, I don't think's ever gotten right since his I injury. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and, um, and so I'm, I'm okay. Eight, eight wins, get, get healthy, get that bowl win. You need to get that bowl win. And, and Jordan Love, I think, will prepare well and probably have a really good bowl performance. Eight wins, I'm pleased with it for Utah State with everything they've gone through. All right, that wraps it By up. By the way, for, how was oh. the, uh, real quick, how, how, was the, uh, how was the Japanese steakhouse? Oh, it was delightful. We had the shrimp and then okay. the New York steak. Caught the shrimp on okay. the first try. It was great. It All right, really we're, well. we're done here. You can wrap it up. Okay. Hey, hey, by the way, Weber State on a bye week, but we'll be talking about them next week. Yep. All right, there you go. Your morning after podcast, gentlemen. Thank you for your time. Uh oh, is Mama upset? Uh oh, Mama's upset. Hello. I don't know. Wow, good. he's out. No. 
He gone? Wow. Okay. Jeez. I mean, that was fast. We can give our final goodbyes. When Mama wants to go, Mama wants to go. All right, Lloyd. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. All right, my friend. (laughs) This is your morning after podcast right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.